0: Welcome to the Jay Morton Podcast. This is the first of seven episodes that touch on the mindset strategy I explored in my recent book, Soldier. I'm Jay, and I'll be joined for each episode by a special guest who has very definitely earned respect in their own life adventures. Before we get into the episode, I'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsors, Harley Davidson. It's a brand I love and one that shares my values of freedom... And innovation. They've been pioneering since 1903 and they're still forging new roads with their amazing electric motorcycle and their entry into the adventure motorcycle segment with the new Pan America. So it's maybe not surprising that they were forward-thinking enough to step up and support my first podcast series. Thank you. Today's subject is self and my very special guest is Mr Nims Perger, otherwise known as Nims Die. Myself and Nims started our Special Forces careers together back in 2008. Our careers then took different paths. Nims is out of the military now and has since broke and set endless records climbing high altitude mountains. His biggest, Project Possible, which he achieved in 2019, saw Nims climb all 14 of the 8,000 metre mountains in 6 months and 6 days. To put it into perspective, the previous record was 7 years. To top it off, this winter, Nims and his team shocked the world climbing the last remaining 8,000 metre mountain that has never been summited in winter, K2. Not only that, this man did it with no supplementary oxygen. Nims is arguably one of the best mountaineers of our time and one of the greatest athletes on this planet. Please welcome
1: Nims Dai. How we doing, buddy? You good?
0: all oh, good, mate. I'm all good. Are you in, you're in Nepal now?
1: Yeah, I'm in Kathmandu, buddy. I'm here to, you know, guide an expedition um, on Everest, I could say. So, yeah.
0: How's uh, How's Kathmandu?
1: Kathmandu is pretty normal here. It looks like you know, COVID hasn't happened here, so yeah, a lot of yeah. people are going out, like you know, in pubs, in bar, and you know, the expedition is happening. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Is there a lot of um, a lot of people there prepping for expeditions? A lot of, yeah, a lot of yeah.
1: travelers there, or is the travel? Yeah, mate. I think um, for what it is, you know, Nepal is not, you know, doing bad at all. You know, I think there are probably, um, you know, just from my company, we have got nine people who are climbing with me, and I think it's probably around two hundred people um, climbing Everest. So,
0: yeah, Bali was the same. You know, Bali was um, quite similar. Um, it's quite nice to be there. I miss, I miss a bit of Kathmandu, though. Nims, I'll, I'll yeah, mate,
1: to come here, come <laughs> yeah.
0: I miss uh, walking down the street and having about a million horns beep at me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no, no, I don't want a taxi. I don't want a, no, I don't want a taxi. I don't want a taxi.
1: Ah, yeah, bro.
0: So, um, so Nims, you are, you are potentially the busiest man I know.
1: Hey, it's okay, mate. Not busy, you know, for my brother Zay, though. You know, good Uh, to be here today, my man. And uh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of things are happening uh, right now uh, and also obviously I'm guiding as well and it was even, you know, takes my time away, but it's yeah. all good stuff, it's all good stuff, so.
0: How is, um how's guiding now that, because obviously you've done, for anyone listening that doesn't know, you obviously climbed um all 14 of the 8,000 metre peaks in an astonishing mm-hmm. record time uh, last, last year was it, 2020? Yeah, 2000,
1: 2019. <clears throat>
0: To 2019, yeah, so uh, not last year, the year before. And then uh, over this winter, you decided to climb the only unclimbed 8,000 meter peak that, that hadn't been climbed in winter, which yeah. is also one of the most dangerous and potentially one of the most difficult mountains to climb in the world, if not an 8,000 meter peak, which is K2. K2, exactly. Um, yeah. So, yeah, how does it feel? How does it feel just you know back on Everest, back on Lhotse, just 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 guiding you know after all yeah that?
1: you know, I think it's a bit in you know, a completely different aspect of you know what I do, but you know for me, I love guiding and I love teaching people, and you know, so I'm quite excited, you know we've got some really good bunch of people coming with us to climb, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited to be honest Jay.
0: yeah so what's um yeah. what's the plan how many how many Clients for, for Everest, how much, how many do you so, usually take?
1: So we take um, up to a dozen. So, yeah. but now we've got obviously nine people because of COVID and all that. Um, but yeah, we've got four people climbing Everest and Lotse, um, you know, and we've got a few just climbing Everest only and few Lotse only. So, what's, yeah, the, so what's, the, what's the route on Lotse like? It's pretty good, mate. You know, it's, uh, it's quite steep. You have to climb through the Kulwa. But oh my God, man! When I was going for my first world record, the only thing what it kept me going was I was super amazed by looking at these rocks and, man, they're like diamonds. Really? And you like, wow! It's- and it's just like, and I was just so excited. I was so happy. I was like, yeah! And I honestly didn't feel <laughs> any like pain or tired because I was just like in my little, you know, Nala Wonderland. Um, yeah, it's, it's awesome.
0: And that was so that that first world record would have been
1: Everest, Lotse, two Makalu. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So yeah, I did Everest, Lotse, and Makalu in, in five days. Obviously, stopping for two nights on a on a big party as well. Uh, yeah. And that's when I kind of <laughs> knew what I could do. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. But I think I remember you telling me the story that was, about the first time that you climbed Everest.
1: Yeah. That's, so that that's was great, um exactly, yeah
0: that's that's my favorite story then out of all of them. <laughs> <stories. laughs>
1: yeah, so okay those who doesn't know obviously you know um, um, I was serving with the special forces at that point 2016 um and you know of course and you know, I had a big in you know, a passion for a thousand meter peak and I had climbed in a Adalagri in 2014 now coming into 2016 uh, in, in a leap between tours. Um, so I was supposed to be going to Afghanistan and I had a little holiday. So I was like, OK, what I'm going to do? I'm not just going to go on a, on a beach and just like lie down and just spend, you know, my three weeks, you know, doing nothing. So I decided to climb Everest and um, I went to the bank, um, emptied my savings and also told them that, you know, I need a loan to buy the car. So at that point, they gave me a loan of 15,000 pounds with the interest of 3.9%. So I did all that and came to Nepal. Nobody knew about it. Um, Long story short, I I climbed Everest in 21 days on the way down um, from 8,450 meters. Uh, I single-handedly rescued this woman who was left behind by her team, her guides, and everybody to, to die. So I rescued her and then I was in, you know, within four days of that, I was in Afghanistan kicking door, and then nobody knew about it. So <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy. So D- when, D- when my you know when D- my TL he D- D- asked me, like, what did you do on on, on this leap names? I said, Yeah, uh, I climbed Everest. And he's like, fuck off. And he's like <laughs> on, I Everest?" And he's like, You're serious? I was like, yeah, and I started showing him the picture, and it's like, yeah, yeah, by the way, I also did the rescue, and he's like, you see this and I was like showing the picture is like what the hell so yeah it was yeah yeah didn't uh yeah. didn't
0: you keep in touch with a woman that you rescued
1: yeah I only once today you know like you know many of us we don't want to rub that in in their nose in their face you so know I just yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Send a quick message saying hey you know Nims here if you remember or not um I hope you are keeping well and she's like dear sir of course I remember you and I was like oh okay yeah. Yeah, 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 she's good, she's back with her family, you know, that's that's the key. Yeah, and then,
0: uh, yeah, obviously, fast forward all that time, and you're breaking records now, mate. Um, it's good to see. Yeah,
1: 19, well, though, you know, it was epic, yeah. You know, when I decided to leave my Special Forces career, um, you know, leaving all my pensions, you know, obviously, because the other, you know, disadvantage of, you know, serving in Special Forces is to those who are listening to this podcast, even though I had, you know, three world records while serving into SF, uh, nobody knew about it because, you know, we are not allowed to be in in social, as you know, Jay, and, um, you you know, everyone was like, who is NIMSA? you know, like, Mm. and it was super hard to get the funding, one, because, you know, no one knew me, second, the project was so huge that, you know, people couldn't even imagine that's possible. Um, Yeah, and this is some other crazy story where, you know, uh, obviously those who don't don't know you know climbing a 1000 meter peak is um is a mission in, in a lifetime uh and and the fastest record to climb all those 1000 thousander was uh 8 years. and what I did in 2019 was you know I I broke the record by 7 years so yeah yeah
0: it's crazy effort names um and you know being someone who's climbed climbed an 8000er before and um I don't know. See, seeing you do that was you know, I never once it was weird, right? I never once doubted you from the start. And I'm not sure where that came from. Yeah. I know you had I know you had a lot of people in in in, in a lot of communities, right? In in the ex in the mm-hmm. special forces community, in the mountaineering community, people that didn't know about mountains would were doubting you, uh, potential yeah. sponsors were doubting you. Uh, and personally, weirdly, I just never I never had this doubt inside. I have seen the climbing day, that's why. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I know. It, you know, I think it was, for me, Nims, looking at you, it was, it was your self-belief that yeah. stood out above anything. It was, it was that you were so, um, like, committed or so uh, certain that you were going to go and do this, that I think only a few things would have stopped you death. Um, yeah. I don't even think it's lack of plan. funds would have stopped you because you, you <laughs> had that problem. Um, yeah, I, I think death. I think death was probably the only thing that would have stopped you.
1: Yeah, and as you said that, Jay, you know, like, you know, self-believe is what, you know, no one can take away from, you know, from us. And then this is something you need to have it because if you don't believe in yourself, then who's going to believe in you, Right. So, yeah, I had that and, and I needed that uh, because, you know, it was a mission of a significance. It was huge and, uh, and you know, like us, you know, we don't say something that we can't do. It's, it's a massive, you know, a lot of people say, yeah, it's good. And, and you know, when I was doing this big presentation at the RGS, at the end of this, uh, you know, presentation, you know, it's, it's a huge task. So the, the, the guy asked me at the end, it's like, okay, Nims, you know, what happened if you don't climb... All the fourteen eight thousand meter peak in in seven months, you know, because of the weather, because you get injury. There are so many components, you know, the funding, you know, what happens, you know, you can probably you know extend it by a year is still a world record because you know the 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 previous record is eight year and I was like, now the mission is fourteen seven fourteen eight thousand in seven months. If I pass by <laughs> one day, I fail it, and everything was okay.
0: <laughs> I remember, I remember that I was sat, in, I was sat in the audience and. Um, yeah, that was, that was at the point where I think most of the people in that audience had no idea who you were. I mean, yeah, they knew that you're ex-Special Forces background, but I, yeah. you know, I don't think they knew you as, you know, I don't think they knew yeah. that certainty as well as, as, I don't know, as the people that, that were close to you. Um, yeah, I remember that happening. I was just like, oh, Nims oh, <laughs> just told that guy. <laughs> yeah, that was so good, mate. and yeah. um, was the... Did you, and I, I kind of know the answer, but did you ever have any, like, sniff of doubt through the whole, you know, fourteen-seven
1: project? No, not at all, Jay. And uh, you know, th- this is something is very important. If you, it's not like something, you know. If you're in sea level, you know, if you are like, you know, uh, in this kind of environment even though if you have a bit of self-doubt, you can probably go through it, you know, but when you are actually in that point of, you know, life and death, you know, that very fine line in every step that you take is you are gasping for the air. You are, you're stepping, you know, you are, you are every, every climb you make is, is for the survival, right? It's, it's tough because, you know, the, the human body can't live over there. You know, the, the whole body is dying. And then when it's so tough and you haven't slept for so many days, you haven't eaten, and you are climbing all this, and if you have that a tiny doubt, you will be like, you can't do it, you know. And for me, the the biggest thing why I was um, successful uh, also is Jay. I had I had a purpose, right? Because if I didn't have the purpose, I don't think I could have done it because it was so painful, it was so hard, both mentally, physically. Not only from the aspect of climbing mountain, but having to you know have you know completely abandoned that job security to remortgaging my house not even knowing that you know if there will be funding not even knowing that you know will i be you know coming home alive so many like politics and issues um if it was just for the name glory and just for the world records i don't think i would have been able to do but um it was more for you know, the purpose which i truly believe was to show the world that you know nothing is impossible um, and the, yeah and then that's what it kept me going um yeah
0: did um yeah that's that's pretty powerful stuff um, like i've like we, we i've seen i've seen you climb nims and and you passed me on um well, we had a little moment just going from camp <laughs> camp one to camp two didn't we two, yeah and uh yeah, I couldn't keep up with you. Um uh, you no. came <laughs> yeah, sto- storming past. And I think, you know, from from someone who knew you um looking in, you made it look you made it look easy. And I know I know you know a million percent that it wasn't in any way easy, but you have That's this what- <laughs> yeah, you have this this way Nims of just making something that is potentially like I I feel like you're one of the you know if not one of the biggest athletes in the world right now for what you've done um, but you've you've made it look so easy even when you passed me on Everest right at, between camp one yeah. and two um,
1: but it, it wasn't was it, it definitely <laughs> like-
0: wasn't easy. No. And I don't know I'm not yeah
1: like- yeah you know like even with all this stuff you know and exactly as you have said like NIMS you make everything look easy, like even on K two winter, you know, twenty one days without oxygen, no acclimatization, frosty fingers, and everything. And then people say, "Nims, you just make it look easy." You know the way you do it. And then, yeah, so, you know, we, we come from this kind of world where we don't want to brag about it so much. And yeah, and maybe I'm not a really good storyteller. I don't know why. Yeah, are you? Yeah, got- but you're definitely right.
0: Yeah, you you did, mate, and you've got you've got you've got uh, humility about it, right? Um, Did you feel like going back to to the special forces because that's something that we you know we share as well? And uh, we were on selection. We were were both on selection together. Yeah. Oh,
1: mate, we were together. I still remember those days in Brunei. You know, super warm, humidity, (laughs) hot, and all that. So when was that? Two
0: thousand and eight.
1: Yeah. To, uh, yes. 2008, Jay. Yeah. 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 Crazy. I remember that. Um, and, and we both are out now, you know, obviously yeah. Yeah, doing our own stuff. Um, what, Jay, was, Jay.
0: Um, what was the driver for you to get out, Nims, to
1: leave the military? I think for me, um, I absolutely believe in this goal where I felt like I have this ability to show the world specifically in this kind of an a mountain world that you know nothing is impossible because there are only 42 climbers in the world who have only climbed you know a thousand meter peak and as i said before the record was like eight years and i was trying to do that in seven months and nobody believed it and i kind of had that concept and uh, and it, it was just that made the purpose and equally, you know, I also wanted to, you know, uplift the name of the of the Nepalese climbers, you know, because, you know, they have been always, they haven't since, you know, this Everest expedition started. But, you know, we have always been on the saddles and I kind of felt like, you know, something needs to be done over there as well. So it's all the bigger purpose that, you know, that kind of, you know, like ignited fire in me. And I also wanted to, you know, like kind of carve my own path you know, mm-hmm. I saw, you know, with the with the, with the, with the British Special Forces for 10 years, the has six years, so 16 years in the British military, you know, that is something I'm very proud of, you know, that's something, you know, I have, you know, for me, I felt like I have been there, I have done it now, you know, let's write in a different chapter of the life, because life is too short, you know, and it's too sad to be just doing one thing, right, you need to experience other stuff to, to leave it colorful, I would say.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it, it was a big driver for me leaving the military. Um, for me, the biggest thing was just freedom, having, yeah. being, in, being in control of your own life and making your own yeah. decisions. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a big <laughs> That's one. What
1: massively. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you miss anything about the military? Uh, not really, mate, you know, to be honest. It's done. It's done there. Yeah. I'm, I'm focusing on this one, you know. It's moving forward, brother. Yeah, I kind
0: of missed, I kind of miss being around the lads at the start. I think yeah. the further, the further away you get from that date that you leave, the more I'm just like, I so I so much enjoy my life now compared to what it was.
1: Yeah. And you know, like you met a couple of good friends, you know, wherever you go, and they will always be there no matter what. So you know, as you say they, you know, like they're good friends, you know, from special forces who we'll always keep in thoughts and you know meet them here and there. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm into in you know, the next path now. Yeah. Do, do you feel
0: it. yeah, do you feel um because you know we had very similar starts in our special in our careers and yourself, you went to the Gurkhas, part of the Gurkhas, yeah. you have to do a selection process where you have to pass you you get selected to, to be in the Gurkhas from a, a large pool, right? Um, yeah. Then you go, you, you serve in the Gurkhas, Afghanistan, and then um, you go into special forces and it's the same. You've got a selection process. Do you feel, and I know this is something I can relate to, do you feel like you've got a thirst for wanting to test yourself?
1: Yeah, I think always, buddy. And, you know, you, you, want, it, you want to be the best. I think that's what it is for me. And I'm not gonna lie, because when I was with the Gurkhas, I never knew about his special forces before that. I'm gonna be honest. You know, I, I was born in Nepal and in you know, a limited knowledge. Then after you know, serving with the Gurkhas, I figured out okay, there's SAS and SBS. And then I was like, okay, and then you know, I figured out they were like superior, they were like the top in, the, in based in what they do. So I went for the special forces selection and yeah, man, it's um it's good to get tested because then you live in the moment. If there's no challenges in life, you know, it's then life is dull, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I love those challenges. You know, this is what it, it, it keeps me alive, this is what it makes me live you know, more livelihood. Um, and life is all about living, right? It's a, no point just like living for the sake of living. If you're actually doing something, if you're in every second's count, in every minute counts, and if you're counting the seconds and minutes and you're trying to be happy, try to do whatever, you know, it gives you that ignition, that fire. You got to do that because, geez, man, we are are only a guest in this, you know, planet, you know, we have to live one day. So again, it's never too late to start anything new. Um, And yeah, life is all about experiencing a different thing, you know. Do you feel that's addictive? Um it is i guess because for people like me and i think you jay as well i can't sit in the room and like oh hell you know i need that you know and we all are different um but again now what i really feel like is um jay you know i just have announced the big project which is the, the big mountain cleanup project and as a mountaineer you know, there are so many, you know, rubbish on the big mountains, like in Everest, K2. And not, it's not only the rubbish, because there's old ropes where when people clip them, you know, people have been dying because of that as well. And um, right now, our home, our Earth is facing a biggest problem, uh, Jay, I think. And then it is the problem for everybody else. Everybody else is, you know, because, you know, we are human. it's is the problem for the human race. And i'm just playing my little part you know in order to you know uh, to help you know the climate change issues you know to bring you know the, our sustainability back and, and return its biodiversity and all that but what i really feel this time is um you know certainly coming decade is it's not a competition against anybody else is that? it's it's not about fighting it's not about you know trying to prove who is better who is best i think it's a time of collaboration right because if you collaborate in everything, um, we can take the life into so much joyful. Because every human got certain talent, but not everybody can be like best at one in everything, right? You can be number one in one thing in the world, and I think that's a given in fact. I cannot be, you know, the legend, was his name, Elon Musk or whatever it is, but Elon then if all Mox. these people combine and work together, you know, Bill Gates, whatever you name it, like, you know, yourself, Jay, myself, you know, we all are part yeah. of these people. Uh, and then if you watch that recent documentary about called Sea Piracy, it's, it's a huge eye-opener. And I feel like this is time of, you know, like, you know, being humble about it, you know, collaborating, you know, I think, and, and, and to achieve bigger things, right? Of course, and now people have gone into Mars who have thought that, right? Yeah. So I think, yeah, again, going into the point for me, I'm just excited in my on my little bubble you know, breaking barriers and all that, and I think so many people are doing that, and this is what it kind of you know like excites me. Sometimes I get overwhelmed by thinking what's going around the world, but yeah, yeah, now that's awesome. Like,
0: because you know, um, I'd like to know more about the the project about the 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 the, the, the base camp cleanups because yeah, they're such such hard places to to access to you know be able to clean up in a in, yeah. in the first place and there's only a, a handful of people that can actually go up there let alone work up there and, and recover all that you know because even even up you know up at camp 2 on everest there's so much trash oh my and God. yeah old tents yeah. and uh, yeah it's quite oh,
1: tons, tons of stuff
0: and it's such a beautiful landscape right it's, yeah it's yeah.
1: so it's,
0: it's it's hard to see it like that
1: yeah, and also Jay, just to you know, clear one thing here. A lot of people think, okay, if you climb mountain, you know, why didn't you bring your rubbish? Um, just to make you understand, you know, folks who are listening to this podcast, sometimes it's so hard that you are actually in the survival state. So you are you are fighting against your life to survive, and at that point, you can't really you know think about other stuff. And you probably say now, okay, if you're in that, it's just why you climb anyway. So, but then, you know, we all see rubbish on the street and somebody have thrown that bin. Do you all pick up that? No. So, you know, a lot of criticize I see from the people, is again, I I keep saying, it's not about showing people that, you know, I'm better than you and all these are criticizing. It's about understanding from that perspective and try to help in, in whatever way we can help, rather than trying to make someone feel low and all that. And, uh, you know, when I when I announced this project, a lot of people were saying that, okay, you are climbing mountain. A lot of people climb. Why they are not not in the first place? Of course, we want to do that. But then grass is never greener, right? Because there's always a problem. You know, some people are literally dying and when they're they in that survival you know, state, they have to like, you know, do some of this stuff and all that. So, yeah, but it's, it's time to do everything that we can. And, you know, as you said, you need, you need full resources and our plan is, not only bring the trash from the mountains, yeah, we want to recycle it, and we want to sell those product. You know, we can make some hopefully goodie stuff, and then whatever that profit is come from that project, we're gonna again send it to another charity, so they can start looking after you know another you know, mission and all that. So it's it's a huge project, um, which obviously currently I'm working on. Um, yeah, yeah, the, it's it's
0: it's weird, isn't it? The problem is there. It's not that. The problem doesn't exist the problem's there right there's so much trash in these base camps that you can't yeah. turn around and say right if a climber filled his pockets on the way down whilst he's struggling for his life and oxygen those places would be clean like the the project itself has to be so big to clean these places
1: yeah massive it has to be are you
0: massive. are you, you going to take the are you going to take any of the bodies down or
1: um so it depends if the if, because it's a sensitive subject, Jay. Eh? And if the family wants, then we probably you know bring it down, but you know, some family you know probably they don't want. Um but again, you know, there's two perspectives when you climb, you know, for many people when they see the dead body, they some of the people freak out as well and they kind of you know play with their mental instability. You know, so you know in in so many people's opinion from what i have heard it's good to take the body out and send it you know to, to the family but again it's it's you know mm. there are so many factors into it so unless get, people request me otherwise i don't want to get involved in that you know no nah, it can get quite political i get <laughs> i get um
0: asked quite a lot about dead bodies on everest in in, in podcasts yeah. and interviews and and whatnot and um I don't know for, for for us. I guess with our background, it's not. It was you know never a shock to to see one up there. Um, yeah. I remember the the first one that I saw going up from um, Camp Four on that first you know yeah. the first yeah. stretch. And, uh, it would have been the two thousand and nineteen summit, and yeah, it was it's pitch black when you leave Camp Four, right? It's eight o'clock at night, and yeah. you're going up. You got you got your head torch beam and and so you, you're like walking looking at the ground <laughs> and uh, yeah. I literally like looked up and there was no one in front of me right you know the route was so empty and I remember looking up and there's this yellow yeah. like orange summit yeah. suit, and I just saw this like you know it was you know he's got his, it, it looked you know it was in the the same condition that you know the you know rest his soul but the guy died there right and he's got this yeah his summit suit's pulled tight around his face and he's you know, his uh um, yeah. his face is uh you know, so up, in reminder
1: any day, you know, it's like like you, like you, you think uh, like that could yeah. be true. So it's return, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will be honest, like because just because of the setting and I was on my own and I was just staring through this head torch, I was like, ah like it may made, made, made uh, me yeah. jump um and yeah uh, but yeah, um I mean the the dead body there's they do get brought down, don't they?
1: They do, mate. yeah, they do. Most of them, you know, get, but unless they're off the side, you know, they are a bit, you know, like off the track, you know, and then, yeah, because, you know, a lot of people again think like, you know, yeah, why don't you bring it down? Because it's it's a mission, you know, people, you
0: you need the the weather
1: forecast as well, you need a good weather conditions because you have to climb fast to bring the body down and climbing a thousand meter peak is not a joke, you know, you may not even get there. So, to bring this body down, you need to employ at least 10, you know, in a surplus and all that. So then you have to pay the wages and salary and it, it gets super expensive and, and hence why. Um, so it's not just as simple as you think, you know, if, if, you, you, know, if you haven't climbed the big mountains or you don't have the idea of folks there, so.
0: All right, Ned, can, can we talk about K2? Y-
1: yes, Jay. Um, yeah, K2 was, in you know, the next level. Um, I think it's different from obviously um, the, the project possible I did in 2019, but certainly never been that cold. You know, minus 65 degrees Celsius, where you know we're climbing with the big gloves, all the eyelashes are frozen. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so, so K2, so K2 has a a uh, notoriety as being one of the most dangerous mountains in the world. Um. The statistics on it, so that the death rate statistics on it are that twenty-five percent of the people that summit K2 don't make it back down. Um, yeah. So you've got a, a you know you've got a three and four chance of of surviving um, the descent after after summiting the mountain, um, and that's in that's in a, a summer a, sorry a spring or an autumn climbing season. Um, How did you feel preparing and getting ready for K2
1: when you know the statistics are, you know, against you almost? Yeah, so I think, to be honest, it was the first mountain where I had a bit of time to train. So I had two months, you know, worth of time to train. I knew that it's going to be a massive competition because there were more than, you know, 50 climbers. Um, They all were, like, top, you know, I would say top climbers in the world and everyone is going for you know the you know the, the name of the country or themselves etc and it's going to be a race and competition so i had a bit of you know time to train which you know massively helped me because unlike you know project possible you know like wow i had to lose like 10 kids because i needed the speed and i was trying to climb this mountain without oxygen um so yeah but for me, again, it was um it was no difference to you know what I was doing before. Um, it is a completely different context. Um, as I said, you know, when I went for the summit, before that, you know again, you know, as I said, you know for a mission like this, you need a purpose. And then my purpose was, of course, to prove one, you know nothing is impossible, But second, you know, they're out of you know all the fourteen mountains. Thirteen of them were climbing winter by our international climbing friends, and Nepal being home of a thousanders. none of the mountain was in in you know in our name. So you know that was the second reason as well why I kind of wanted to do this. Uh, but yeah, it was epic. Um, and look, a lot of people say this, you know, for me, it's not about name and the glory. And if I had that, I would probably probably failed, you know. My purpose, which I just mentioned, that was a bigger purpose. But then you also have to be fair, and uh, you know, it was actually my plan to take ten people on the summit together at the same point. Um, so somebody's calling in the hotel, but okay. you know, shall I pause it or um, do you need to get it? Or... No, I don't need to. But it's fine if it's uh, it's just in the podcast. It's okay. I don't know. That that'll be the nice. Okay, extra. so I'm I'm gonna go back again. So yes, I you know you have to have a bigger purpose, right? So to to take ten climbers, you know, on the summit at the same point was also you know, obviously my plan. Are they? But climbing, yeah, yeah all, no, they all are all like you know my my climbing teammates. So six of them oh, yeah, were, yeah, like, yeah. was with my team, Mi'kma and then, you know, three from you know Mi'kmaq G. You know, so we all collaborate in, in the mountain again this is another message and you know, it's not about competition no, it's about collaboration you know so we, we work together and yeah we stand on the summit 10 people at the same time and you know, nobody has ever done that you know because normally you know if, if it's, it's an expert leader or you know whoever is paying more money or whoever is funding the expedition kind of you know goes to the front but for me you know that wasn't the purpose you know I didn't want it to be only one man and all that so yeah, we worked together and and we kind of saw the world of power of unity in, in, in a subtle way. Um, but yeah, personal experience today, it was next level because for those who doesn't know high altitude mountaineering, you go to sleep at camp four, which is 8,000 meter and you need to get climatized before you go for the summit if you're climbing without oxygen. Uh, but for me, I didn't have the opportunity. So I had only slept at lower camp two, which is a lot lower um, and I wasn't climatized. Uh, I think it's 6,800 meters around that. Um, and the summit just around is. that. So summit is, you know, it's 8, 8,600 yeah. plus plus. So, yeah. So yeah, I wasn't climatized and all that. So, but again, I had frost nip on my three fingers. That mean when you climb without oxygen, your body gets colder, it's super cold. So yeah. And I had to, I had to factor all this consideration. And on top of that, we're going on the summit push from camp three. It means longer distance. Um, and normally people go to summit from camp four. Uh, and on top of that, I knew that all my you know, team members will do an oxygen from camp three. That means they will be faster. Um, and I was going without it. But yeah, it all worked well. You know, I was quite at the front. You know, and on the summit, you know, we all stand together at the same point. So it's, it's done in the right manner. So I want to I want
0: to touch on two points names so I want to talk to you about the cold but um I just want to go back to that that moment that you stood on the summit and cuz <clears throat> you know you describe it quite uh, humbly but kind of following following the journey that you went on uh, when you were on K2 and you know following it on social media um that was quite a powerful moment that summit push and yeah I think one of the reasons was that for a start, nobody knew that you were climbing without oxygen. Yeah. So that was, you know, that was something that later came Jay, out. Yeah,
1: you know, like, you know, we, we do so many, you know, things in, in special forces, you know, and, and but we didn't have to brag about everything, right? So I wanted to keep that pretty subtle and I wanted to keep that pretty humble. But then there were so many people from the mountaineering community And some of them had climbed the summit on the fixed lines that me and my team had set it up. And they were saying, oh, the team may climb with oxygen and it's not, you know, true climbing, et cetera, et cetera. So basically they were taking the positivity message away and they were ruining it. And then when they did that, I was like, you know, guys, please shut up, you know, there you go. Uh, Yeah.
0: (laughs) I I, I it was... It like it was incredible to watch, and I think if if no one if no one followed that journey or people want to go back and and uh, and look at it, if they go on your social media and scroll down on Instagram, you will find um, you will find the summit. Uh, so the summit image yep. or the summit picture that you posted on on Instagram, which was um, so at this point nobody 16. knew that James had summited yeah. without oxygen, <laughs> which is which is a whole different ball game completely from summiting with oxygen completely. And we can come on to We can talk about that afterwards about my experiences, but um, so you have the summit picture. Everyone thought Nims had summited. No one knew that he hadn't, it, no one knew that he'd done it without oxygen. So this was a celebration for your team, for everybody yes. reaching the summit at the same time. Um, yeah. You know, and it was the collective 10 guys, this is the celebration, we reached the summer.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Jay. And then if I had put my pizza, I say, oh, I'm the only one climbing without oxygen, and then it takes the, the team success away. Right? Yeah. It, it it um it takes the team success away. So I was like, you know, it's a team effort and team, you know, takes the priority and hence why I was uh I was doing that.
0: Yeah, that's that was so, that was so good to see. Um so then fast forward what what was it, two days, three days? <laughs>
1: Yeah, a lot of people were saying, oh, this and that, you know, and uh, yeah, you know, once you, you become so like successful, you, you make other people look bad and there's a lot of, you know, jealousy comes into this kind of new stuff. And they were putting some negative comments about, okay, you know, they all did with oxygen. So it's not, you know, it's not, you know, true, you know, Alpanese, all this stuff. And I was like, hey, Alp, listen up, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: bang. Yeah yeah and then, so obviously you posted the video uh which is you know so impactful of you know the last you know the last whatever tw- tw- what was it 20 30 meters going up to the summit and,
1: yeah
0: uh it's 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 one to look at if you've not seen it of of you and the 10 team and and yeah. yourself zero oxygen
1: yeah yeah the man, you, the was, you was you no emotional day yeah, it was emotional because, you know, we stopped like 10 meters away from the summit and I was, because yeah. I was coordinating everything, you know, you know, yes, even I wasn't with that. Hockey, I was like, guys, come in, come in. And it was just like together and we just like hug each other. And it's so like, okay, guys, let's go. And then as soon as we started like walking towards the summit, we started singing the Nepalese anthem. And it was very emotional um because you can see the sense of achievement from everybody in the team members. Everybody felt like it was equal, you know, there's no like, you know, first or second in there. And, and to be part of that, you know, the, the way, the manner that we did, it was extremely humbling. It was, of course, it was, it was a history, you know, return, but it was a history return with a manner and a style. So, yeah. Um, was, did you
0: ever, like, for that, for summiting that mountain without oxygen, was the sense of achievement there, was that a greater feeling than any other sense of
1: achievement you felt? Nah, Jay, to be honest, you know, for me, even in, in like project of climbing all 14,000 years, I had only taken oxygen from, you know, like glass camp, you know, camp four. Um, and, uh, you know, I didn't really like, you know, thought it was a big deal. But then since people started talking about it, I was like, hey, there you go, you know, because mm-hmm. you always know, you know, what you're capable of, you know, climbing 14,000 meter peak is you climb one mountain in a very really tough conditions, you come down and you can't rest. Then you have to plan for another mountain you're going up again you come down so you know i was climbing um, yeah, all five thousand meters of pakistan in 23 days you know it's back to back so it's, it's a non-stop process so yeah it wasn't something of significance to to what i had done already before to be honest um, but it's just uh, you know everybody thinks differently but from my experience because i was the one who was experiencing all this right so I think there is no comparison in different in in two projects because they both has got different dimensions. K two is like more short, sharp, and sweet, like hundred meter. Um, whereas you know, climbing fourteen a thousand meter peak is like you know marathon, a thousand meter marathon. So, I
0: yeah. think it's important to to mention as well, Nims, that you your childhood you weren't you weren't born in the mountains or you're not. <laughs> no. So you've got you've got different families in Nepal, right? You've got. Um, the yeah. Sherpas, which are, you know, the Sherpas, a surname or a family name that is given to uh, families that live in high altitude, right? And you're mm-hmm. a you're a, you're a Purja, so you were never in your genetics. You you don't share the same genetics as say the Sherpas would.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I grew up in the most you know flat part of the of the country. You know, uh, absolutely flat. It's, it's the most warmest and hottest part of the country. Actually, it's like sea level. Um, so yeah, hey, so no nothing is impossible yeah. <laughs> i think and I think a lot of people who are born in nepal have got a lot of, that of people
0: say that right,
1: yeah, again, you know like if you if you come and do that and you know we all can climatize at some point, jay you know, because some people take a bit longer, some people take a bit shorter, uh, but we all human we 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 climatize, and that's why we have been adapting uh since the you know the 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 of the of the human beings like dinosaurs they all died because they all couldn't adapt with, with the with the atmosphere with the with the, with, the, with how the earth is evolving but we we can adapt you know that's something we have um, yeah so I, I really don't know I need to get tested for that day hopefully we'll find <laughs> out <laughs> um,
0: so coming back to to the to K two and the cold and yeah also. Not climbing with oxygen now. Um, one of the one of the things that climbing with oxygen does is it enables it, you, you can circulate the blood a lot easier around your body, so you feel a lot warmer. Um, and you know the temperature on K two was minus sixty,
1: minus sixty five degrees Celsius.
0: It's next level cold. Next level. Did you? Was there any point on that expedition when you thought? You could die?
1: Nah, I didn't went there to die Jay and I never thought I would, I would not finish this mission and I said to my friends like if I can't climb this k this winter I'm not coming home until I make it that means I'm going to stay in the base camp for one year until another winter comes and do it so that's the kind of a mindset I had it and you need that kind of a mindset yeah. you know. Do you, do you ever think uh, about death Nims? Nah, I don't I don't I don't want to think about that you because know, it's a I, horrible I, thing I, to think. You know, I, I, you I, know, I agree. Somewhere at the, yeah, I never think about that because, you know, I, I think about, you know, being alive. I think about how I can survive this shit. How can you know, do I need to move faster? Do I need to climb? How I can mitigate this, you know, what's currently happening with me? Either that's coal or the obstacles that I'm climbing or is this the technical part that I'm, I'm going through? or I'm assisting the, the, the Everlands. Where I always think, like, how the hell I get out of this, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, right? And, and for me, I've thought about death, but I think I, I think more about living than I do dying, regardless of how dangerous um, mm-hmm. whatever it is that I'm going to go and do and how much yeah. I appreciate, appreciate the life that I've got and, you know, what I've done in my life. Yeah. 100%. But I I say it because you know high altitude mountaineering is one of the most dangerous sports in the world. So it a is. lot of people that that might be listening to this might might think, you know, do like do you ever, you know, what is your relationship with death? Like have you have you made friends with death? Do you think about it? Is this something that you just
1: yeah. That you just don't even, don't even, you know, think about at all. Yeah. No. Yeah. And again, Jane, you know, this is like as you said, it's, you can make mistake, you know, at the sea level at your place and all that. But this is one place where you you make mistake, you die, and because um, you are climbing in, in a death zone, so you know no human can survive. It's, and then there is a weather. There's all these extremities coming into play your body is literally gasping for the air. And then, and that's when, if you are trying to do something and you want to be brave about it and you want to be like, you know, pushing for it, the biggest advice I can give is like, you got to be very honest and true to yourself in terms of your ability. You know, if you just push because of, you know, the ego or all that, at that point, you just die. And then if you if you push on because you, know, you believe in your ability and you know what you can do, then you may make the impossible possible. So yeah. Um, <clears throat> talking about that, how how important were the people that that were around you for this for the project? It's, it's very K2? important, you know. And it's very important to keep the moral high. Like for example, on K two, some of the sherpas who are not in our team, they're equally they're stronger and faster. So one of them is the fastest man and uh, they went to set the fixed lines. When they came out, I can see fear in their face. They were so scared. And they were like, nimstai if somebody summit K2 this year, I'm going to cut my ear and I'm going to fucking donate. And I'm also give my whole salary to anybody who summits. Obviously, we didn't ask him to get his ear cut or <laughs> neither took his salary, but then you know how people were like, you know, like see. And then you need to keep that negativity away. And for me, being as a leader of this, you know, amazing team, I was kind of keeping themselves away and keep that positive energy all around because a little thing matters on the big mountains day, as you know. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's those little things what it makes the bigger project successful. It's not a huge thing, you know. Everybody knows the bigger stuff, but it's just paying attention to details in the, in the minor stuff, and that's what it counts.
0: Did you Do you have any, like, uh, internal voice going on in your head? It's like, do you, you know, do, do you, because, you know, your self-belief is, like, one of the strongest things that you've got, but in those moments that, you know, you're in minus 62 conditions, yeah. you know, you've got sideways wind blowing, dry snow in your face, and it's, you know, I'm trying to describe the conditions that you probably went through on K2. You're on a you're on a slope yeah. that's probably 40 to 45 degrees it's you know you talked about the ice yeah. right, how hard the ice was because the, the temperature <sighs> was so
1: so low um it's a blue ice and you know again you you put try to put your cramping in you just bounce back and then if you don't focus on that balance specifically when you're carrying heavy weight you slip, and it's so dangerous and then not to slip, you have to focus so much you've got to put so much energy and it's so tough and uh, and you blink your eyes it get closed because you know you know the, the, the whole your eyelashes get frozen uh, it's like yeah I did, got you got to stay disciplined you, you know like <laughs> super disciplined you know yeah, yeah. with everything that you go. do
0: right with taking gloves off with yeah uh, like how long so if you took your gloves like how long before like you obviously got frostbite but how long before yeah. you get frostbite? Never
1: take your gloves though now like oof, that's the biggest thing you know you have to make it work with your big gloves and it's, it's frustrating sometimes you know when you can't gonna, gonna grab things and when you can't work with that dexterity but you know what you cannot you know effort to take your gloves away it's like yeah yeah even like you know like the cold temperatures in Norway if you toss the metal bit your skin is Mm-hmm. on the metal it's like whew, maybe six seven times colder than that so oh my god you know you can't do that yeah it's just you just have to say come on i'm gonna have to make this work and yeah
0: yeah i remember being in norway and it was minus 25 and it was the yeah. coldest it's the coldest temperature that i'd ever been in and i remember inhaling through my nose and all the, the moisture yeah, was m- freezing
1: <laughs> in yeah the in the nose yeah, yeah. nostrils yeah
0: so cool. yeah, we had man. to do um, we had to do the the, the ice uh, you know where you cut the hole in the ice and yeah the cold
1: yeah door.
0: that was horrible I think that's the coldest I've ever <laughs> been then. <in>. so <laughs> minus sixty two I can't imagine what that was like
1: yeah um,
0: yeah do you have do you have any internal voice that
1: you know in those in those no moments I think my my internal voice is the purpose say eh? and this is what it gives me energy i believe in those purpose that why i'm doing this um, because we all believe in different things and and when i believe in my purpose which is pop you know which is for the bigger reason and and it's not my it's not for the money name fame or anything else you know and then because you know for me look when i had to climb 14000 meter peak in 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 like 6 months I have got all the name, fame, and the money there. You know why? I need to go and do another this. You know, it's already, but it was for the bigger purpose. And I had lived in that. And that's what it 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 gives you that, you know, strength to go, you know, ever and beyond. So, yeah. Was, it,
0: was there any point on that K2X bed where, and I know you, you know, we talked about the death thing, but was there any part of it where you just, you were just like, ah, uh, you know, shit, like, any
1: fear or any of those kind of emotions that came up? No, not, not for me, to be honest, but then, because there were a few people who had um, who died while we were on the mountains, yeah. two people, and then um, some of the people did freak out and all that. Um, but I, mean, I just had to keep myself, you know, isolated with the box. You got to box all those you know, negativity and those things that could affect your psychology and all that. So, yeah, I, I never thought about that.
0: Oh, legend. And... Um... <laughs> hopefully we can uh, we can see some more about you've obviously got the book out yeah impossible um, yeah which is
1: well it's all about it's, you know, it's yeah yeah it's, it's and... good Z. yeah it's doing all right and you know i'm very happy to say now it's getting translated in 10 different languages and and all that the spanish language just come out yesterday it's already in Italian and then we all, you know, it's, it's all been done and yeah, I'm getting really good comments. Um Yeah. Our books came at the same time, isn't it? You know, That's right. uh, Jay? same, same um, day release yeah. date, wasn't it? Yeah. Same day. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. What? It's and been my journey, is amazing. Yeah. That's and been and then now we are here, here talking and, you know, hopefully we'll climb together in one mountain day and it's been yeah. a while. We need to get you on the mountain to do hey, so, so, so that you can eat so much peanut butter. Migma is like, you know, when you got Jay, he only eats peanut butter. You know, we need to buy loads of them. I was like, yeah, okay, we'll get that.
0: It was it was Ooh. it was Jeff peanut butter and and the sweet bread. That yeah. I literally just had that the whole time. <laughs> I can't do Dalbat Nims.
1: Nah, oh, man. Dalbat power twenty four hour. But yeah. Are you Dalbat mate? Do cool. you Dalbat every day? Yeah, I love I every day, buddy. Nepalese and I have to do. Hey, let's let's it's
0: been awesome talking to you, names i really 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 appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to me man and
1: hey I- look jay you are my brother and listen i haven't done any podcast since i've climbed k2 but you know you you know we we work together and you know when you say that i can never say it to this legend another man and, uh, <laughs> look i need to, we, we need to climb together the day okay you have yeah. been just saying yeah 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 and you haven't done it so i sure you know, (laughs) you know, pencil that in and uh, I I look forward to seeing you on the mountain, bro. Yeah, let's go on K2 uh,
0: next year, mate 2022. I'll make sure of it, mate. Appreciate it. Uh, stay safe, enjoy Everest and Lotsy and uh, I'll see you when you get back, Nims.
1: All right, brother, love you. Take care, bye bye. Thank you, bro. Bye.
0: Thanks to our sponsors, Harley Davidson, who have helped make this latest adventure possible. Check them out at harley slash davidson dot com or give at harley underscore UKI a follow on Twitter. Thank you.